Welcome to The Blend Podcast. Your hosts, Tom Payani and Brendan Cox, take a closer look at the fascinating world of e-learning through the lens of education and design. The podcast is brought to you by Blend Interactive Content, and you can find us on LinkedIn or at blend.training. Hi, Tom. Hello, Brendan. How are you? I am good. I am good. So, uh, I guess it's my turn to ask you some questions now. Yeah, roles are reversed. Yeah, so I've obviously gone off and spent a lot of time using the exact same questions that you did. So <laughs> it's pretty easy for my side. Uh, so yeah, it's an easy, um, easy job for you today. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, so, you're going to ask me. You're going to ask me the same questions as I asked you on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. they, they 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 work. They make sense. They're, okay. Um. Okay. So question one is: How do you think that you've improved? this year yeah so i think i've definitely felt an improvement personally from the business side of things and and what i mean by that is not so much about creating e-learning in itself but things like accounting banking all the bits and bobs as an entrepreneur you need to learn how to do that you don't that you're not fully versed in before you start Mm. um and I think, you know, I've spent a lot of time figuring out those kinds of things this year. And I'm I'm more confident now. I'm more confident in that area of the business. And then, you know, I think you mentioned it last week as well. I think we're better at wasting less time, you know, especially in meetings. Mm-hmm. That's something else I think we've got better at. Um, how to say no. I think my ah. confidence has improved yep. in terms of that, you know, because I think when you start, you just want every job and you want to be a bit of a people pleaser. And now I think I I trust my gut a bit more. I, I'm, a, I'm a bit braver in terms of saying no when I think maybe a client is being unreasonable or a potential job isn't going to work out for us or we're not the right fit. Um, or, or even in meetings where it's where we need to stand up for ourselves a little bit professionally and obviously doing it in a polite, you know, uh, healthy way but not letting people walk over us or not letting people sort of take advantage of us just because we want the work I think that's something mm. where I've sort of grown a little bit of let's say business self-esteem yeah well I mean it's knowing knowing our worth isn't it so and knowing our value and I think that we know that now and that you can that way we can actually we can know what we can offer what we're willing to do what we're not willing to do and be confident about the choices that we're making so yeah i think especially with the amount of, the amount of business setup that you've had to do this year it's a it's been quite extreme yeah but we're finally at the end of the road hopefully <laughs> with that yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay so question two is is there anything where your opinion has changed about e-learning or the industry or your approach to things this year yeah um i think this time last year i was probably more bullish in terms of virtual reality vr or augmented reality ar and how Mm -hmm. it's going to disrupt the industry and change things and i still don't get me wrong i still think it will become more and more popular it will become more and more common in in e-learning and training don't get me wrong but I think because of COVID and because of budgets, I think companies, you know, they're not prioritizing that. 
they just want good mm. and the medium whether it's VR or AR is not a priority for, for most businesses at the moment yeah it's that thing of it's cutting edge and they're not prioritizing cutting edge at the moment they're prioritizing good solid tried and tested approaches and we've definitely seen that in terms of what people are asking for exactly and i think we've probably rather than you know we we can offer vr and ar but i think we've slightly pivoted in the sense that we want to offer top top notch e-learning on platforms and on software that are already sort of reputed and are already sort of consolidated out there yeah and change and basically the added value comes from the effort and resources that go into making that e-learning good rather than trying to get the technology to work exactly yeah exactly okay so it's been a busy year but what has influenced you is there anything that stands out yeah so i mean again i know like on the last on the last podcast you spoke about you know particular video a particular video game and and sort of more creative things that that inspired you and i think you know that's where your your strengths lie you're very creative and and that's your side of the business more than mine probably and i think for me just because of the way I our sort of roles have slightly been defined a little bit this year where I've you know don't get me wrong we still work together during the discovery process I still help you with with all the storytelling aspects of it and I do all the development but I just think because a lot of my time has been spent on in inverted commas the other stuff um stoicism actually has inspired me and this type of philosophy and I've read and I think this is almost worth a podcast in itself, but I want to just briefly mention it now um, because, you know, I've been in a lot of situations where my patience has been tested, where I've had to learn to be an entrepreneur pretty quickly in terms of a skill set, in terms of business planning, accounting, finance, uh, communication with clients, with agencies, with all these types of people. And there's been you know it's 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 difficult and you're learning on the job as well and the creative part for me is like the fun bit you know where we can come up with ideas and we can design the learning but there's all this other stuff that goes alongside running a business Mm. that you know you try and avoid at the start or you try or I mean often people pay for other other people to do it but I think you know what me and you want to do is we want to make sure that we we try and keep as much control of the business ourselves and do everything ourselves so reading about stoicism which is basic for people who don't know which is basically an ancient greek philosophy that was also very popular in ancient rome it's just this concept of keeping a level head when things go against you not losing your patience understanding what's in your control and what you can change and what's out of your control and what you can't change and you know, a famous Stoic, for example, is a guy called Marcus Aurelius, which, sorry, who was a, a Roman emperor and at the time the most powerful, powerful person in the world. And I, I read his book multiple times. Well, his journal is called Meditations. And, mm. you know, obviously he, he had such power and such responsibility. And, you know, someone in that position and how they dealt with all the obstacles and barriers that were thrown at them, 
obviously blend this is not quite at the level of a roman emperor but you know i could take a lot of his le- i could take a lot of his lessons and a lot of his thoughts and and apply them to what we were doing and and it really helped because maybe something that i've struggled with in the past in general is is being patient and me and you have spoken about this before we're both pretty impatient in the sense that it can almost be a strength sometimes because we we get things done quickly and you know we're always looking to try and solve problems and we want to get to a to b as efficiently and as quickly as possible it can help being impatient but sometimes when you're stuck on the phone with someone who's not being very helpful or this type of thing mm. you know you do need to just be be more stoic you know and and uh, be calmer and be patient and something that's really helped me is a, a saying um that is is pretty stoic that's called the obstacle is the way so mm-hmm. it, you know it means that actually you have to expect these these barriers these obstacles you actually need them it's weird mm-hmm. if you don't have them it's actually yep. important to have these obstacles because they are part of the journey and they are necessary for the journey and when you sort of change that chip in your head or change that perspective I think mm. it, it can really help help how you deal with things in, in life and in business. Yeah, there's this thing in design and they always talk about it in the school of motion of the, the dip from a creative perspective of just like you'll get to a point where the job becomes hard because it's you're having to break through a conceptual barrier to basically work out how to do this thing right. And you're running out of energy and it's it's sapping you. And this whole idea of, this, I suppose, the stoic approach is that rather than being scared of that dip and giving up at that point, you, with a level head, just view it as this is part of and one stage of the creative process. And so yeah. you can always almost tell yourself, you can literally just say, like, the dip is part of this. And once I get through this part, and I do every single time, I know that the project is going to get easier and better. And then that's when I've created something good. And so you almost in the same way that uh, people that go to the gym, love the burn, that sort of sense of like ache that you get after working out, they, it becomes addictive. You look for that. And so you almost look for that opportunity to overcome that obstacle because you, you get a buzz out of having done it. And you, it's that thing of flipping the negative into a positive. And that, that kind of, it definitely resonates with me that stoic approach okay definitely yeah so what would you say is your highlight from this year i mean you know i've just sat here and and spoke about stoicism and a big part of stoicism is humility you know and Uh and, but, but i'd be lying if if i wasn't pretty buzzed about getting some of the clients that we've got this year and speaking to, to the some of the, the the size of these clients you know the very famous sort of well famous brand names and I'm not going to mention names you know mainly because of non-disclosure agreements but um <laughs> but but yeah you know we're, we're we're talking to some big boys and uh if someone told me that we were going to be working with the types of people we've we've worked with this year in year two of the business I probably would have laughed at them to be honest with you yep. so i know you know you don't want to be arrogant and you don't want to get too big for your boots but on the other side of that i think it is something we should be proud of yep 
No, I think so too. Also, I'd say one of my, like, I'm going to jump in. One of my highlights was when we actually both worked remotely from the same location and realised actually <laughs> both of us can, both of us can work on laptops because uh, I've always got a big hulking great computer with me. And that idea of actually we can work remotely from anywhere in the same place. And it everything works perfectly. So that approach to the digital nomad approach to setting up a lean business that's way more agile, it works. We were able to do it. So that was kind of cool. Also, the weather well, I know. <laughs> I know I know what question you're going to ask me next and your answer there leads into my my answer for the next question. Okay. So the question is what challenge have you overcome this year? I spoke yeah, in part so, once about at the beginning, didn't you? But um so how did how, what was my answer? My answer was um Well, what I want to say pictures. is oh. Well, for me a big challenge is this idea of working remotely and, and being in, in inverted commas a digital nomad because when the business started we were both pretty stationary you know the business started at, you know just before covid kicked in and we we were you know working really hard getting it set up there wasn't a lot of movement just because of covid and because we wanted to we were just focusing on on building the business and now the business has become sustainable and is working. You know, I know you're you're mainly based in the same place, although that might change soon. But for me, you know, I've always enjoyed traveling. I've always wanted to work remotely and move around with, with the business. And, you know, that's been a relatively new thing for me. And there's been some obstacles there that I've had to try and overcome. Uh, time zones is a main one. Um, mm you know because we work with clients all around the world and then with me and you being in different time zones for the first time that was a new challenge so we had to streamline our own processes so we didn't have to rely as much on doing things together uh mm-hmm. you know i'm just I'm just to be honest with you just the general life of someone who who you know would call themselves a digital nomad or a remote worker or location independent or whatever you know, mm. you're, you're going to a new place, you're, you're setting up in a co-working space or you're, you know, you're trying to meet new people as well. You're trying to build a life in that place for weeks or months or however long it is. And, you know, there's one thing starting a new business and making that work. And there's another thing trying to build a lifestyle around that where you don't particularly live in one place. Um, yeah. So for me, you know, it's more rather than challenges for blend, it's more challenges personally. You know, trying to live this life, how I want to do it, what's the most efficient way. So you're saying about building a a more of a building a business that's actually a holistic approach to everything. So we've got a business that actually fits in with the lifestyle that we want. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because there's, there's one thing building a business and wanting that business to work. And you know, obviously, that's the priority. But there's no point in having a business working if if it if you haven't created a lifestyle that you're happy with that goes alongside it. Yeah. And, you know, for me, one major issue or major objective rather of building this business was I wanted to be able to travel more. You know, I wanted to be able to live in different countries. And uh, for me, a big challenge that I've, I'm trying to overcome is doing that without blend, losing any of its efficiency without the way me and you work together, not losing any, any efficiency 
So, you know, I don't want to compromise. I don't want to compromise my relationship with you. I don't want to compromise the success of the business. But I need to balance that with being selfish in my own way and wanting to live the lifestyle I want to live and want to travel and want to want to explore new places and manage projects and manage meetings and manage things like that associated with the business whilst I'm traveling, whilst I'm exploring. And I think I'm getting there and it's going to take time and I think we're, we're doing all right. Yeah. It's going to be uh, something that's going to need, need focus and, and need to be looked at, you know, continuously. Can be looked as compromising the business or it can actually have a massive advantage. Because I think that because so many businesses are sedentary and just not can't go anywhere, our ability to be able to move around, be in other environments, meet new people, network, discover new ideas, get new influences and all that things, all the things that come from being moving around agile. and being agile is actually a massive USP as well, because so many companies can't do that. And I think that the industry and the ability or all industries and the ability to be a um, digital nomad it's the way forward there's no way that it can't be because with these restrictions that everyone has we need to be able to work from anywhere and so this sort of agile approach not just in the way we build e-learning but actually in how the business operates is is great because yeah we'll be able to have the lives we want but actually there'll be bonuses for the business and the way that we work as well yeah definitely yeah i mean i think we can try and have our cake and eat it and have have the best of both worlds because like you said, me moving around and, and possibly you as well, we can use it to the business's advantage. Yeah, 100%. Oh, great. Well, yeah, those are good answers. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Pleasure as always, mate. And um, yeah, I will chat to you soon. Yeah. Bye. So, yeah. Thanks for listening to The Blend Podcast. Episodes are available via Google, Apple and Spotify. You can find Blend Interactive content on LinkedIn or at blend.training. Don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.